York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And you know what time it is, guys. It's time to celebrate a win because the Knicks come back and beat the first place Miami Heat in South Beach. 111 to 103. And I'm going to let you know, guys, right now, this is my favorite win of the entire season because how you did it we did it with the kids man we did it with the kids and we're gonna go through these stats real quick and see how we did it man we're looking at the stats rj Barrett gives you 18 points and eight rebounds ob topping gives you 15 points and eight rebounds alec burke chips in with 12 <laughs> but um evan point gives you seven but emmanuel quickly comes in the fourth quarter takes over the game and gives you 23 points, two steals, and three assists after being down by 17 points in the fourth quarter. The kids lead the comeback and beat the lonely Miami Heat in the fourth quarter, man. These Knicks are amazing. These kids are amazing, man. The, the second unit out, they went on a 24 to 6 run. 24 to 6 run, the second unit. 38 to 15. These Knicks outscore the Miami Heat in the fourth quarter. The bench scored 53 points, outscoring the Miami Heat 53 to 29, man. Crazy. Easily, I thought I thought my favorite one of the season was the Knicks beating the Hornets, but nah, no, nope, this is the one. This is the win. This is the win of the season for me. I know people will say, oh yeah, it's, it's the Boston Boston win. Nah, this is the win of the season for me. And you know why it's the win of the season for me? It's because of who played. It's because of who played. The kids played their asses off. I'm sorry, they just did. <laughs> they just did. And it's funny because if you're watching these kids, if you're watching these kids since Summer League, if you was watching McBride, if you was watching IQ, if you was watching Obi, they had like a little bit of something that made me believe that there was something here. And, and it's, that something is tenacity. That something is t killer instinct. That something is they aren't afraid of the big moments. Which is why all season, when people are talking about, you know, oh, quickly isn't this, Obi Toppin is, Obi Toppin is a bust. Uh, even even some people was, was down on McBride late recently. Oh, McBride, he's not nothing. He's not the answer. Like, when you watch what you saw in Summer League, if you're watching what's happening in your G League, you have to believe that all these kids, all they needed was opportunity. And that's what they got today. And when they got the opportunity, they took out the number one team in the East without Julius Randle. Hell, RJ was barely in the game in the fourth quarter. The kids did that. Grimes did that. Sims did that. Even Taz Gibson, old man River Taz Gibson came in and did that. And this is big, guys, for our future. And I'm going to talk about the, 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 the details of the game in a minute. But this is big for our future because if you're if you're Leon Rose and you're this front office and 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 you're having these arguments with Tom Thibodeau about who to play, uh, who should we trade for, who to, who should we be tool with? Do we play the veterans? Do we move the veterans? If you're having those type of arguments and you watch this game today, I think the front office has the ammo. To really shape this team the way they want to and go into the war room, come Tom Thibodeau say, we can move Alec Burks now. We can move pieces now and go more towards the future with a more definitive answer that we will be okay if you just if you just teach these kids. If you just let these kids run. And I know 
it's upsetting because man, this could have been happening a long time ago, right? You get well, these guys could have been bringing him in. It's what is happening now, and I think this is big because the front office is now looking at this right now. Has to be looking at this and saying. We got to move in the young kid direction. Only eight games left. No Randall, Obi Toppin giving you um, almost a double-double, 15 points and eight rebounds. There is a recipe for success without leaning on these vets. We have a bunch of youth here who can carry this team, and and, and, and it's time, man. It's, it's time to go with the youth movement. I know people. some people are mad. Oh, we lost uh, the ping-pong balls, the ping-pong balls. Screw the, king screw the ping-pong balls. Screw, screw, screw it. I know people want the ping-pong balls. But I feel like it's even more important to know that we can take down the top team to the East and do it with four kids and one veteran. That's saying something. That's that's building, that's solidifying a a, a structure. That's solidifying a base for this next future years to come. So you have to you have to embrace that. If you're for the tank or not, you have to embrace that. That's all I got to say. So, and a salute to the chat, man. If you like the channel, if you if you want to hear me talk about these post games, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Huge win for Knicks Nation. One of the favorite wins I had all year for Knicks Nation, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Black Nito, uh, picks for Timmy Silver Analytics, who's putting out great work. Craig Ward, Alexander, JT Reddick, Don Hines. Gunshots to everybody who's rocking with the KT show. And I'm going to start off by talking about Emmanuel quickly. For a second. We're going to start there. We're going to start there because, man, Emmanuel quickly has gone through it. He, he's gone through the ring of, oh, he's, the, there's been a debate around Knicks Nation about if he's a point guard or if he's not a point guard for most of the season. And at this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's a point guard or not. You know why? He's an assassin. Emmanuel quickly is an assassin. And I'd rather have an assassin, all right? Whether he's a point guard or not, I'd rather have an assassin. This kid came in here down 17 and took control of the game. And this is why I don't like anybody talking about our kids. Whether it be RJ, whether it be Quickly, whether it be OB, whether it be McBride, I don't like anybody putting the ceiling on anything because. Yesterday's struggles is tomorrow's success. Yesterday's struggles is tomorrow's success. And for quickly, tomorrow is today. Quickly was point guarding out there, man. He didn't have the assist today. But point guarding isn't just about assists. Point guarding is having your pulse on the game. Figuring out where the mismatches are. Directing traffic. Controlling the game with your eyes, controlling the game with nuances. And that's what Quickly was doing today, man. I saw a play in the fourth quarter where, where Quickly like led a led a defender off with his with with a, with a old point guard trick because you know I'm a short guy, I like to play guard. He looks this way to cause the defense to shift and passes the ball to RJ for wide open for three. That's a point guard move. That's how you control the defense. And on top of that, they were trying to double quickly. But he's too fast to strict that straight out double all the time. He outquick these double teams sometimes. But not only that, it's like he's hunting poor, he's hunting mismatches for everybody. For Sims and for himself. Poor, poor, well, hold on. Poor, poor lowly uh, uh, Max. 30, Mr. 31 that he Max trust. He had a long night. Long night for him, man. Long night. They was hunting this kid all game. Negative 10 on the night. Got that, quickly got that boy, got five fouls on the night. Almost fouled out of the game because of quickly. Hitting daggers. Playing defense. Doing quickly things. I don't want to hear anything else about quickly not being point guard. Or not a point guard. I don't even care anymore. Quickly's a baller. That's it. He's a baller. That's it. He's a baller and he's an assassin. And if you're an assassin, you can play for me. Straight up. Three assists. Great game by Quickly. Brought us back in the game. And this is the Quickly I knew he could be, man. This is a guy who can shoot us back into games when he wants to. 
and he's playing with a joy that he wasn't even playing with before, dog. Like, quickly is on another level right now, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Speaking of, speaking of another level. Speaking of another level. My guy, OB Toppin. The son of Dunga's Delight, like I said. Obadiah. Once again. Like I said before, if you've been covering us, if you've been watching us since Summer League, you already know what I'm about to say. I've said this in Summer League. You can check the tapes. Check the video takes. Check the YouTubes. Last summer, I saw. I said it. OB is a rhythm player. I started to notice the more he starts to run, the more he goes up and down the court, the more comfortable he gets. What did we see today? We saw Obi. 15 points, 8 rebounds, plus 5 on the night. Elite motor. Doesn't always play perfect defense, but he's going to rotate. He's going to give you the energy all the time. Leak outs, dunks. But 2 for 4 from 3 point line, 50% from 3. This is the man people said he can't shoot. And it's a bust. 50% from three. And what did I say the game before? And what did I say the program before? If your if his shot diet is reversed, if Toppin is going inside out first, he's going to start to hit threes because he hit 40% from three in college. And he, now he's hitting 50% from three now. And then it was so, and listen, we even haven't seen a mid-range game from Obi Toppin since Summer League. Because he hasn't even been comfortable enough to go anywhere between the three-point line and the dunk. Now that he's getting time, he attempted his first mid-range shot in I don't know how many games. I don't think he's attempted a mid-range shot since maybe like week one. And you know why he was attempting it week one? Because he was going off the momentum of Summer League. He was in rhythm to shoot those type of shots. But you cannot be in rhythm playing 11 to 15 minutes a night. And looking over your shoulder because the coach is yanking you for every small mistake. This is the type of production we should be getting from Ovi Toppin moving forward. And this is a great sign because yesterday we were going, oh, it's the Hornets. He's going to play well with the Hornets. Miami is one of the top defensive teams in the NBA. And he still gave you 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 threes, and some athleticism. And you know what? He showed he showed off some a nice a couple of nice passes in the short road too. Although Mitch couldn't catch them, I feel like that's one of those things where if they start to play together more, they'll know to look for those passes from Obi Toppin. But Obi Toppin can pass too. We already seen a lob pass from Obi Toppin to Jericho Sims a few games ago. So don't 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 put don't put no ceilings on my son Obi. Don't do it. I'm not saying he's gonna be an All Star tomorrow. I'm not, I'm just saying he's a good player. He's a good player, and this is more proof that if we move on from Julius Randle, we can, we can get some production from the power forward spot. And we can get production from all of our other draft picks. Despite our record, the Knicks have drafted well, and we can lean on the production and lean on the fact that we drafted well. The coach in the front office just has to know this. So shout out to Obi. Shout out to Obi on another great night. And I'm going I'm to I'm even talk about McBride for a minute, man. I'm going to even talk about McBride. Because McBride came in here. McBride came in here and had five points. You know, oh, JL, is he had five points? Oh, that's nothing. Well, what you mean? Nah, man. No. No. McBride had five points in the thick of the moment. Important points when the game was on the line, when they were trying to, when the Heat were trying to make his comeback, McBride was making big plays. A huge three, I think it was a pass on quickly, and a huge steal on Kyle Lowry. He took Kyle Lowry's cookies. Kyle Lowry was getting these BS calls all night. Matter of fact, the Heat in general are getting BS calls. All night long, McBride came in and put the clamps on him, took the ball, went coast to coast, ball game. And 
and it didn't start off that way too. But I like what's I like I like the progression that's happening with McBride, man. So shout out to McBride Hive, shout out to Deuce Hive, man. I like the progression because you started to see it in the first half of the game. You started to see McBride start to run a little bit of pick and roll. He pulled up for a, like a little uh, uh, foul line shot. That's his bread and butter in the G League. That's his bread and butter in summer league. That's his bread and butter in college. He missed it. But I just like this. I just like the fact that he's starting to get a chance to even kind of run the offense. Right? I like that. They even they even there was even a point where he called his own number. He's like, you know what? I see quickly is trying to uh, draw the mismatch on Max Struss. I'm calling the mismatch on Max Struss. Granted, he missed the three, but those are the shots that he's making in the G League. Those are the shots he's been making on other levels. So you're starting to see the confidence grow for McBride, even though it didn't all the way bear dividends. But you saw the nine points from McBride on the Hornets. You saw he had big shots tonight. You saw him had four assists, had that point guard eye, moved the ball. You saw everything you wanted from McBride. Crazy, crazy. It's crazy how the McBride quickly lineup has bared fruit. It's crazy. Crazy that these two together are causing chemistry. Remember, 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 remember the slide, guys. You remember, guys. Remember, guys. Remember, remember right after. Do you remember right after All Star Break? I had this talk about how. Tom Thibodeau still hasn't figured out that McBride and Quickly can play together. And now it's our second best lineup so far. Now, I made this slide right right after, uh, right at All-Star break. I have not checked the numbers on Deuce McBride and Quickly playing together. But I would have to think that after today's game, these numbers are still looking pretty good. I would have to think that. I would have to think. This second unit in general, McBride, Quickly, Sims, Grimes all came together and played great games. Played great games, man. Played great defense. And, uh, and salute to Grimes, too, because Grimes is in a slump. He was playing like crap in the first half. Hit some big shots in the second half. And to the point when, when, he, when they brought RJ back in the game, I was a little nervous. I was like, yo, coach, keep Grimes in the game. Keep Grimes in the game. Like, it's funny because when, when the Knicks made their comeback and it was the fourth quarter, we was on our run. I had PTSD for him when I was like, oh, my God, cold, cold timeout. Is he going to bring Randall back in the game? Bruh. But Rand <laughs> I know Coach was thinking it, too. I know Coach was at one point going, ah, oh man, timeout. We got the lead. We got to bring Randall to get back in the game to make sure we. No, he didn't have to do that today. I'm pretty sure he was trying to rub Randall's thigh to get him back in the game just because. I'm pretty sure that's what he was thinking. But it's crazy to think that it took all of this to play the kids. But I'm glad. I'm. It is, maybe, maybe we could have been further along. Who knows? But I'm not even getting upset about it. I'm not even getting upset about it right now. I'm enjoying this win. I'm just going to enjoy this win. I'm enjoying the Grimes production. I'm growing OB growing. And expanding this game. And I'm hoping this continues in the front office. You better have your eyes on the prize. You better be making some, some phone calls next season. Because this dude, this group is dangerous. And I'm looking, I'm looking at my chops. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Cam Reddish. Like, when can we get this man implemented? Because <sighs> we still got some lions. Shout out to Raw about the lions. We still got some young lions in the den. Ready to pounce. I'm looking at that. <sighs> Yo, I have so much to talk about this game. I, I, I want to talk about R.J. Barrett, too, because I noticed some, some, some bad things about R.J. Barrett, but I also noticed some good, too. But I also know we got some phone calls to be. I know we got some phone calls here, so I want to I wanna leave some points for the callers because I can literally break down this game for, like, another hour by myself because all the things I saw today. But I'm going to just hit the phone lines and, and let y'all live. <laughs> and let y'all get in this right because i have a lot to say because i can i want to talk about rj i want to talk about mitch <sighs> sims man 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 so, but, but let's get to it man if you want to talk if you want to call in call 319-527-6241 to call into the nick of time show and talk yo ish all right let's do that 
all right and uh also man if you if you like the show please hit the like button hit the subscribe button super chats are always welcome too it helps keep the lights on helps pays for the phones and it it just helps us keep this thing going make this thing go bigger better and better all right shout out to black nino i saw you my guy sends a fire super chat says i've been saying in the comments this team is an east coast version of okc when our kids play our team our youth are nice Free to you them, free to yo, free to you them, as my man Ryan G would say. I don't even know if Ryan is on here, but because Ryan, Ryan has some things to do. We got five callers up. First, we got five callers up. Let's go. Let's go. First caller, let us know. I think first caller up, let us know what your name is, where you're from. Jalus, what's going on, man? It's RJ from Jersey. Yo, what's going on, RJ? Shout out to you, RJ. <laughs> hey, man, what a win that was, huh? What? Dude. What? Oh man, I, you know, man, I was I was getting so nervous there at the end. Every time the whistle blew, I was waiting for number thirteen to check into the game. I, I had a feeling Fournier was going to come in for somebody. Facts. And uh, fortunately, we stuck with it. And what a great effort that was. And I hate to keep you know mentioning Julius even in games where he's not featured, but you don't get that kind of speed and and quick decision making nope. on both ends when he's out there a lot, right? Nope. I mean, the help defense was on point. Our rotations were very timely. Guys were hedging. I mean, offensively, we were. What I really noticed, we were generating a lot of good looks. Yes. And tonight, we were finally knocking them down. You know, Grimes and Deuce, as you mentioned, they were both exceptional from three down the stretch. Um, Obi had a big impact. Quickly, like you said, being the catalyst running the show. Even Sims, man, on the boards, like a young Tyson Chandler tonight. Yeah, man. Um, RJ. You know, I know he didn't have the greatest game, but he checks in, hits those, you know, crucial free throws down the stretch. Need those. Taj is getting big stops, so you got to give him credit. Um, but, yeah, just, just a great all-around win. Um, and, and this is what we always say, man. It's not about tanking. It's about player development. And if we can get efforts like this, and if they result in wins, so be it. I'm all for it, man. That's all I got. Have a great rest of the night. I'll catch you Sunday. All right, man. My guy, RJ, gets in, gets out, man. Shout out to you with all great points. I want to add something about Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier was pissing me off today. I'm not even going to lie. Because in, in that first quarter, I counted like three times when Evan Fournier just completely misses a defensive assignment. He just gets turns around and so easily. Or when he doubles, he doesn't even try to go back to his man to close out. But uh, I don't even want to talk about Evan Fournier today. Uh, I want to talk about everybody else. I, I'm, I'm just really impressed by these Knicks. And even Emmanuel quickly himself, man, I feel like he talked about, RJ talked about the the open shots we got like quickly was producing a lot of open shots just because his pressure alone, the way he's in constant motion. So whether it's him taking the ball and pushing the ball down the floor on makes or misses or him shooting threes over people's eye, causing people to kind of panic or him just picking roll. He just completely controlled that pace of the game, man. Super proud of quickly. Next next caller up, we got our guy Jason from the Lower East Side. Jason, let us know what you want to talk about, sir. What's up? I got two things to talk about. I got good and bad to talk about. Let's go. Let's talk about good. it. Good. Obviously, the kids played amazing. I can't believe how good they played. You know, I just realized something. What's that? That was basically the G League to, It was. G League starting line and Taj. It was. That just beat the number one seed in the East. Exactly. It's that's the, crazy. That's the best. This is my favorite winner. This is my favorite winner of the season. You got beat by the Knicks summer league team, son. Like you saw the argument that was going on with the Heat the game before. I already know they throwing chairs at each other now. I already know that. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> my favorite thing is when 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 you got those three guards in. One of them does like a pick and roll on one side, and then when they don't got nothing, because you know they're not super like you know they don't they're not super quick. They swing it to the other side, and then they attack from the other side. They kept doing that. It was just beautiful to see. Exactly. And this is why. This is why. This is the same thing was happening in Summer League, dog. The same thing was happening in Summer League. When, when Deuce McBride and IQ was on the floor together, and even that one game they were together in the Houston game, they were taking turns, like, they were taking turns taking it to the hole and causing havoc. Like, the, and it's like, it, and it just happened so naturally, like, they, the coach really needs to keep a look at those two together to close games, to put them – no matter who's who's injured or not, like, they have to play together. Like, they just have to. 
I have a question. Did you hear the post game? Did you hear Tibbs in the post game? Because this is my negative. Oh, I heard all the BS. I heard all the. I heard. Bruh. Oh my God, he's got to go. Like, there's no way. Like, people are so delusional. They're like, I hope Tibbs learns. He ain't learning anything. Did you not hear him? He was so defensive. The Knicks just won. The young players play well. Why does he sound pissed in his press conference? He don't even sound happy about his own teammate because they didn't win the way he wants to win. He's not going to change. He needs to get up out of here. And he, 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 you know what the worst thing is? He has no self-reflection. There's no, I maybe I was wrong. It's always, no, I'm right. You guys don't know what you're talking about. He gets all defensive like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was. It was like this is this is why I start off the program talking about the front office and not about Tibbs. Because while I was setting up Jason, in my mind I was thinking maybe Tibbs will learn something. Maybe the front office will learn something. And as I'm setting up, I'm making graphics. I'm getting to think. I'm hearing him in the background talk about you know <laughs> making excuses like you said. And I was just like, oh, okay, I can't. Well, Tibbs is a lost cause. I should have known that. You know what's crazy? Like, Berman wasn't really, he barely asked him any questions. Look, I'm mad at Berman. I actually blocked Berman for the stupid thing he said about RJ, the way he was acting with RJ. I might unblock him just because the way he, he got tipped so mad today. <laughs> what I don't get is Berman doesn't ask him anything. All he did was ask him about the kids. He didn't say all this, oh, why, do you feel bad that you haven't played these guys? He didn't say none of that. Tibbs just went off because he's been reading. He knows how stupid he looks right now. Yeah, man. It doesn't look like... Talking about watch the film. We watch the film. You know how many people on Nick's Twitter watch every game two or three times and post all about it? That's just, yeah. And none of them really just... I was about to curse. I'm not going to curse. So, yeah. I, 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 I see all right, man. That's all I got. All right. You know, I... <laughs> yo, you read my mind. Yo, Jason read my mind, bro. You read my mind because when he said that, he's like, how many guys, how many guys watch the... F how many guys... He said that in the post game. He's like, yo, how many people in the social media just watch the film and only watch the game one time and see one play and think that's the way it should be. And I'm I'm sitting here going, you really don't know how deep it runs for Knicks fans. Tim Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is one of the hardest working coaches in the league. And that's his, you know, he's earned that title because players say that. But he doesn't know that, like, the beat writers for the Knicks are kind of connected to the content creators on Twitter. And the content creators, just like Jason said, watch these games and break down film three or four times, like, and then circulate the film, and then look at box scores and plus minuses and pie charts. Like, this is this is very serious over here. It's very serious over here. So it's not just some run of the mill fans commenting. It's Educated fans, and and, I, and I'm not gonna say fans know. Or I'm not gonna even say pretend we are. are perfect either because sometimes fans get it wrong and some and tibbs is you know tibbs is a professional nba coach i want to pretend like i know more than him in everything but there's certain things that we see that we research ourselves that you know some we, we we're not complete dunces about so it is what it is at this point this is why i'm this is why my beginning talk is more directed towards the front office because i don't think tibbs is going to see it especially right now right after the win i think it's going to take the front office and analytics guys to sit him down to really show him the error of his ways. Really. All right. All right. Ne Shout out to Jason for calling. The next caller up, we got our guy, Big Reaper. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, yo, I want to give a shout out to Black Needle and also Jason. Jason actually took the words right out of my mouth. He actually expressed what I was saying a lot better. I was trying to say it a couple of days ago. It's like... New York City, I don't think people understand. The reason why it's very difficult is, like, this is the sheer number of the fan base and how rabid they are and how much, like, like you say, these guys, like, people are watching this stuff three, four times. Look, I'm not even, like, a mathematician like that. I just have a little bit of advanced statistics in my background, and I'm sitting here breaking down these games, and I'm seeing, like, what he's saying doesn't match up to what's happening. And, like, there's, like, so many other people that are better than me at this. This is, like, the finance capital of the world. It's, like, so math is, like, what these people do, and they watch basketball, and it's just, like, I mean, it's just there's too much information out there, and everyone is talking about it. There's, you know, there's you guys, content creators talking about it. It's just there's just way too much information out there, 
And so, unfortunate for him, yeah, he's got to make the decisions, but afterwards we get to sit back and, like, look at all the decisions and look at all the information, and we know you made the wrong decision from what the outcome was. Right. And then everything with all the options that you had. Uh, but, you know, look, it was – man, it's like a really good – it was a really good game, and – I'm actually the fact that they won this, like you know, it was very impressive. Man, and actually, like they, yeah, they weren't even as efficient as the Heats were, but they hit more three pointers and they got more rebound and turned over the Heat, and that's what helped them win the ball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the one bad thing I do see about the team though, the last three games, and it's more the coaching, right? And it, honestly, it's <laughs> to tell you the truth. They just need to not I'm, – I'm sorry, but um, Fournier and Burks, that's where the issue with the defense is in terms of, like, efficiency. Yep. Yeah. Why we're giving up, like, a, you know, like the teams are more efficient than we are. He just needs to, like, bring them off the bench. Right. You might as well just play uh, – start, what do you call it, uh, McBride, and then start Grimes. And that's actually the other thing I was trying to say about Grimes the last time. He wasn't – I wasn't trying to say it because he had low confidence, but I'm trying to, like – kind of like fast forward his uh, progress, like his uh, development, because it's like he's got good confidence and we know he can shoot. We just need to get him comfortable, like putting up a ton of shots. Right. Like so you can replace Fournier. If you don't get him comfortable putting up a ton of shots, it's going to take longer to replace Fournier because Fournier, like at the garden, he'll like Fournier goes off at the garden yep. generally. And maybe, like, once every three games away from the guard, he'll go off, too. And so it makes it seem like Fournier is a better offensive player because he just gives you more production and a little better efficiency at the same time. But Grimes can give you that. But you just need to you need to fast-forward Grimes. You just got to give him, like, they need to, like, six shots. That's not cutting it. Fifteen minutes for Grimes is not cutting it. They right. need to fast-forward him because – the the thing I took away from the last like the last few shows you guys were talking about, I don't know who it was on a show that said Fournier should be coming off the bench. And you guys are right about that. He should be coming off the bench against like weaker offensive players. So he's not such a big hole. Yeah. And so in order to do that you gotta start grinds. And it just they just need to do it. They get the uh, and you know, Jason is right about Thibodeau. Like you look at the numbers, man. It, it just it doesn't make any sense what he's doing. Even like the, like, you just kind of look at basically who has the impact on the games, and then you look at the efficiency numbers, and it's like you know the, he thinks he got the sheet code. Like what um, what Raw said a few a few days ago kind of got me thinking. It kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And it kind of a lot of stuff Thibodeau says came rushing back to me because when he was saying that like power forwards aren't um, they're not normally really good offensive players and so you kind of have an edge with Julius Randle, but then the issue he has is like Julius Randle is just not efficient. Yeah, he's not. And so yeah, Julius Randle might give you twenty three percent, but it's only like twenty five percent shooting. And then what does that really mean, right? Right. And so, and so he thought he had had a, he had a cheat code with Julius Randle, and that's why. He keeps playing him on top of the Julius Randle gives you eight rebounds. But now we find out we can replace that production in terms of rebound because the real the real secret is actually Mitchell Robinson yep. with the rebounding. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so it's just like it's just there's just so many things that he says that just doesn't make any sense. And you kind of realize that, you know, it, it, he's just not right. And he doesn't want to admit he's wrong. Even if you look at the, a lot of the in, impact numbers, and even efficiency numbers. That's why, like, like I've been saying for a long time, like, why is Obi Toppin just as efficient per minute as Julius Randle? It's like, and people just, lo- when you say that, Knicks Nation lose their mind. And, like, and wh- how, how do you like that Obi Toppin off the dribble mid, mid-range jump shot? I like, was, did you see that one? Yeah, I, I mean, I talked about it in the beginning of the program. I talked about it in the beginning. You've been here for, like, every post game in summer league, and you heard me talk about it in summer league, how he gets going, how his jump shot gets going, the fr- like, the more he runs and the more he gets into the flow of the game. Like, I can see it coming, yeah. man. Like, I, I can see yeah. it coming. Like, I, like, once this kid starts to get minutes – all that is going to be easy mm-hmm. for him, man. <laughs> he just has to get minutes. I agree. I know. I agree. Uh, it's like it's 
the, the thing that people don't understand, right, is, like, they see the fact that he's shooting 52%. They're like, oh, it's all at the rim. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything. That's nonsense. Like, now, if, you, if you're saying, like, oh, he's shooting 52%, it's just he's all potential, it means, it means nothing. That's silly because when you say, like, it's all potential, that's when you have somebody who's shooting, like, sub 40%. Right. When you have somebody who's shooting 50% from the field, it's like that's not like, you know, potential. That's like good decision. He doesn't play outside of himself. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, that person is going to be good, you know. It's like, and Obi Toppins is like probably the one player on his team, although he's older and he understands his own game better than a lot of us do because he's older than RJ. Like he's going to give you like four games efficient play and maybe one or two games inefficient play. I agree. And that's you. what you need. You need 16, 17, and 8, or 17 and 10 of that at like 50 plus percent. That's how you win basketball games. And, and R.J. Barrett is going to be very difficult to key in R.J. Barrett. We have him, Mitch, on the floor, and then you got two other shooters. Man. I mean, forget it. I mean, like, you know, at this they're going to be good. At this point, I want to see more IQ next to R.J., man. At this point, I want to see R.Q. Okay, I agree with you. At I wasn't po- trying to say McBride should start over IQ. I mean, like, whoever is better wins. Whoever is better obviously needs to get the spot. And obviously right now, IQ is, like, out of his mind. And then Loki, like, Aside from the last game, he's been the biggest impact player, like, I think over the last week. Absolutely. So, like, all the games is, like, it's crazy. Is it, but I'm sorry. You, you go ahead. Now, and I'm just saying because, like, I, and RJ's had a, a, he's had a great run. He's been averaging 30 points a game. But it's like when, when like, he's, he's been having problems with double teams as of late. Today, he, he uh, faced a top NBA defense and had five turnovers. Had some good reads, though. But because he doesn't have, like, because he doesn't have, like, the speed that IQ does, like, IQ can almost outrun a lot of double teams sometimes and put more pressure on him with his movement. RJ has to kind of rely more on the pass and his other teammates to help him navigate that. So, like, he has to, for RJ to beat, he has to make quicker passes, and and his team has mm-hmm. to create passes as well. Like, I, I was watching, um, who was I watching? I was watching uh, 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 my man from the Phoenix Suns. Draymond Green was talking about the power of the swing pass. He was talking oh, about the okay. power of the swing pass, and he was like, "When you when you pass the ball and you shift the defense and then reverse the ball back, the whole defense shifts, and then you can attack." I feel like when we when RJ is doubled sometimes, especially with the guys like the Heat, they need the Knicks need to kind of look at that and do that more to get RJ open and get more open looks. Um, but I, I definitely want to see IQ next to RJ too because. He can also he can he can attack closeouts faster. His, his gravity is gonna attract two people to him, and he can dump the ball off the RJ. Similar to how I feel like he was getting he was getting um Randall open shots. I I feel like he do the same for RJ if they put put the two together. Honestly, no, I definitely agree with you. You know, it definitely sounds good, but you know, yeah, man, I'm like I'm really happy about this win. You're right. This is probably like the favorite my favorite win they've had. So far, uh, but thanks for taking my call. Have a good night, man. Absolutely, absolutely nice. Shout out to my guy. Yeah, man. It's also like he's he's right about the Grimes versus Evan Fournier thing, and I give Evan Fournier all the credit because he beat John Stark's three point record. I was reading um, an article on Fred Katz, and he was talking about how meticulously he works on his three point shooting, how he got tendonitis trying to beat uh, Terrence Ross. Of the of the Orlando Magic in a three point contest, he was never able to beat him. How meticulous he is about it, and I feel like for Grimes, Grimes needs to look at Evan Fournier's shooting, uh, shooting a routine and try to mimic that maybe. Because Evan Fournier even said himself, he he purposely falls away, fades away on the three point shots to create more room so he doesn't get blocked on three point shots. So maybe I don't know, maybe. Maybe Grimes looks at that, looks at his shot diet, and figure out where he can get his shots because he's miles ahead defensively. He's miles ahead defensively over, <laughs> over um, Fournier, like like Reaper said. And we need to we need to shore up that defense on that side of the ball because Fournier was killing me today, killing me. Next caller, we got four more callers. Let's go. Next caller up. Let us know what your what your name is and where you from. 
Yeah, what's good, Jay Ellis? What's going on, man? JR calling from Florida. What's going on, JR? I haven't called you in a mean minute, Max, man. man. Good to hear from you. Listen, but, hey, I'm here listening, man. Know this, man. You're, you are literally a staple of my morning drive, my morning commute. I and, like, if that. I don't catch you live, man, I'm always catching you on that rerun, man. Like, I love your show. And it's crazy, man, because you, you literally, like, I think you're the only guy who's been, like, spot on all year. You're right about Obi since Summer League and everything else you've been saying. I mean, it's crazy how, how uh, just, yeah, man, how you pretty much been on point with this team all year. So I got to give you props on that, J.R., you know what I'm saying? I got to give you props on that. I appreciate that. But um, I'm going to keep it 100, man. I feel like I need to, like, because y'all already killed it. Y'all almost left no stone unturned right now. <laughs> but um, I feel like spitting this in Spanish and kids, any Latinos, I don't understand. Let them go. English and having a hard time understanding us because – at this point of the season, it's obvious, man. Thibodeau dropped the bag, man. He fumbled the bag this year. Yeah. He really did. We, if he would have just used the depth on this team, we, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Like, I've been trying to enjoy these victories, and I'm enjoying them, but at the same time, every time we win with the young players, I'm just like, yeah. Why does he do it now? Why didn't he do this? We were all calling for it yeah. in November, in December. Like, why did he wait now to use his death? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just gross mismanagement, man. Yeah. It just is, and it's, ugh. man, it's, it's tough to defend Tibble at this point, man. It really is. I agree. And oh, and it's great how my man Fournier was coming up, and I know, I know he had a bad game today, man. But check it. It's like this, Jay Ellis. Like, the Knicks are like a Honda Civic, right? We're like a nice, clean Honda, you know what I'm saying, drive that's clean. But Fournier is like a European import part. Like, he's like a, he's like a Ferrari, <laughs> like, 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 brake pads or something like that. Like, he's a good player. Yeah, he's he a is. good player. Like, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's just, like, obviously he's not – I think Kemba made him look even worse because obviously they were both bad defensively, so they were getting abused. Right. But I'm all for keeping Fournier. He's the ideal sixth man. Seventh man, like he's great off the bench, great off the bench because he can shoot threes forever, man. That's who he is. Yeah. If you use him correctly, he's gonna hit shots. You know what I'm saying? So I it's agree. just sad, man. It's sad to be honest, man. I really last year, man, was so fun to to like for us to be in the playoffs, man. I really wish, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, man, we really about to go home in a few weeks, man. That's gonna be it. Mm-hmm. No more Knicks basketball, man. It's just. It's, t- it's, it's tough to, to stomach that, knowing what we had on the bench all year. I agree, man. Just knowing. You know what I'm saying? I so, agree. Ah, man. It's rough. That's why I'm looking at the front office like, hey, guys. Hey, you know what to do. And that's the truth. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but I called, I called out the front office maybe prematurely. And, and I kind of – it's stupid now, but – I called it out really early. I was like, yo, the front office, I, I'm looking at Leon right now. I said that a long time ago. I'm looking at Leon because I don't know. Like, I don't be completely honest. I respect Tibbs. I think Tibbs makes mistakes. And even though I just said this and he, and he cost us this season, I don't know if it's him just being stubborn or if it's just the front office and he's just taking the bullets for them. Because obviously, how do you bench Kemba with, every, like, like with, with his – you know what I'm saying? His um his stature in the league, everything you're paying for in you know, he's like like maybe the front office like had him handcuffed. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it's, to, yeah. It's one of those things where I feel like the Kemba situation, right? Defensively Kemba and Fournier together is just bad news. Like like and that's on the front office. But where I feel like Tom Thibodeau's fault is he didn't he still, to me, didn't play the Kemba strengths. Like he still, like Kemba is a is a pick and roll guard. So I I still feel like he could have went to a pick and roll with Kemba a lot more than he did this season and utilized him in that way. Like because even now I looked at pick and roll numbers like two days ago, and I'm looking at the pick and roll numbers and the highest and Kemba is is like has some crazy percentile like 80 percentile or something crazy like that in pick and rolls even this season. So it's like. <laughs> So it's like it's 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 I find blaming both for different reasons. I'll just that's how I'll say that. <laughs> I feel you, man. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with what you're saying here, man. And I'm and I'm and honestly, man, I really feel 
like any Knicks coach that we've had in the last 20 years, maybe with the exception of Larry Brown, would have done more with this roster. That's including that fraud Fisdale. That's including him. I didn't go that I think, far. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to jump off. No, no parachute. This is why I, I really believe that Thibodeau or whoever's decision it was to not use the depth on this team cost us the year. And now Randall's got to go. Yeah. Like, like, like Randall has to go. You have to trade Randall. You know what I'm saying? He, he just has to go. Because what's, what's happening with Obi is it's just it's disgusting. He's a talented player. But he's, what he's been giving us now is he, I guarantee you, if he would have been playing more minutes like he should have, he would be way further along right Absolutely. now. I and agree. he's not he's not like Randall. He's not gonna dribble, 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 fade away. Nah. Obi, you wanna pick and roll, he may take one dribble and go up in the sky. Well only he can go. I get it. And it's just sad, man. So like now you gotta get rid of Randall. I swear I'm calling OKC and seeing if Pokemon's available. Let's go. Give me Pokemon. <laughs> Give me Pokemon. I'll Pokemon right now. Yo, if y'all if you're watching this video right now, subscribe, like. <laughs> So put my man Jay Ellis because you know he's always here. Rain, shine, he's always here. So loose to the squad, so loose to the team. Y'all already know. Much love to y'all, man. I'm always here listening. Even when I'm not calling, I'm always listening, yeah, man. Much love to you, Jay Ellis. I appreciate you, man. Shout out to my guy. All right, my boy. Yo, I'm I'm dying because he gave me the po he gave the Pokemon reference. That's how this is this is how you know this is how you know he's been listening for a while. This is how you know he's been listening for a while. He's been listening to every episode. Because I even haven't even used the Pokemon um the Pokemon nickname in like like 70 episodes. <laughs> I even haven't used the Pokemon nickname in 70 episodes and he pulled that out of nowhere. For guys who don't know, Pokemon is uh is is the the tall is uh Pokachevsky, the, the 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 shooter, the tall shooter from um OKC. So shout out to you for being a, a real KOT head for pulling out that one. All right, man. <laughs> man, I got, yo, I got to love that. That made me smile. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you from, man. Hey, Alex. What's going on? Hey, yo. What's we got one, baby. We got one. We got, we got one. one. Got With one. the young boy. The young one. Man, you know what? I, I thought the Heat was going to get us, and I just wanted to see a good game. I just wanted to see our young boys get some time, and I would have been happy with that. But we actually got one. They got busy. Yeah, we did, I got man. to see my guy. I got to see my my guy, Deuce, in the game. I got to see him hit that three yep. in clutch time. Shout out to Raw. I know Raw was smiling. I already Raw. know Raw was going nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I immediately thought about Uncle Raw when he hit that Max, stop, man. man. You know what I mean? I, and I know he's gonna have some. I know he's gonna have some heat for Tib when he do his recap. You know That's what I mean? Or, or we could have been doing this all year. That's we could have been doing this all year, man. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, hey. mean, I wish Ro was here today, man. I wish Ro was able to do Friday shows. Oh man, this would have been fun. But go ahead. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Hey man, I, in, in the words of the, of the great Nasir Jones, I'm gonna paraphrase my guy. I'm gonna keep this moving. You know what I'm saying? I smile tonight. Like a proud fan. Let's go. Those young boys that made it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's the sit. I'm up right now. We up, man. Have to say, man. We Salute. up and stuck, buddy. Let's That's what's up, man. Salute to you, man. Up and be stuck. No one could take my joy today, man. Nobody could take my joy. The, the Heat just lost to the Knicks Summer League team and Taz Gibson. They just lost to the Knicks summer league team in Taz Gibson. Like, don't don't talk don't don't talk to me about no bad news today. I don't care. All bad news is good news to me today. All right. Eric Spal I already know Eric Spalter, Udonis Haslam, and Jimmy Butler are, are are like fist fighting in the sand right now in South Beach. I already know. I already know the fist of cuffs are coming. And this is this will make this one even more impressive because they were pissed the game before, so you already knew. The Heat was coming in here with their guard up, trying to get the win, trying to get their heads off. And the fact that we walked out there with a win, and it was our young boys barking up the tree, taking the hearts, taking the soul out the Heat, that was that's big. The last two wins, the fact that these last two teams both are playing for something, and we got the win with the kids. 
Big deal. Big deal. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is, where you're from, what we're going to talk about. Yo, what's good, Jay? This is Alex. What's going on, Alex? Is my is my Alex? What's good, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's Yo, what up, Alex? Department, we can say. Yes, what up? <laughs> yo, I just want to say, I mean, yo, it's I, you know, that we got the McBride, you know, we got Deuce Hive, whatever. We got all these hives. I'm here for the fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm here for the hive mind. I'm sorry, Jay. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all bad, good. Dude. Um, I'm just hyped, man. I can't get yo. That's my bad, but I can't get. You know what I mean? Like, well, yo, we're all on the same page right now. Like, that's the craziest part is that. We could all call in with different angles, and it's all just, like, the same, just, like, keep it a buck facts, all facts, day, facts. all night. We are up at any hour. I don't, you know, this is the East Coast in this case, but I see you on these West Coast games, like, anyway, I just wanted to say, like, yo, I think it's crazy how, like, if you listen, I mean, I had I had the post game on on the side, and Tibbs is talking about, RJ and Mitch as if they're I mean like you know obviously they have their years and all that like that's real experience like you know not to put that down at all but it's like we discuss the the youth movement as if you know they're obviously central to that right but then he comes and he's talking to the media like they're you know like with Burks they're with I mean like he like he basically was almost putting them in the same group and it's like I don't know, man. It was crazy because he got asked about, you know, I think Berman was, like, talking about young legs, and he's, like, you know, lasted off, whatever, whatever. But it's, like, then he starts talking about RJ and, and Mitch as if they're just, like, not even part of that. <laughs> and it's, like, I don't, what what plan is this man on? I thought he was in Manhattan, you know? Wait, so, wait, what did he say? You saying he's talking about RJ and Mitch like he's not part of the youth they, movement? Like, like Berman brought up um, – Something about young legs, whatever, and then you know he says something like it's like about the team effort, whatever, and then he starts list listing off vets. So he says like I think he said Julius, Evan, and then he's like saying RJ and Mitt. Like he was grouping all of these guys together, and then you know he he just slowly went through the list of vets, mm. but he had put RJ and Mitch with them. But it's like yo, we're we're like you can move it, all those other guys. Like right. just keep RJ Mitch. Like keep we RJ don't Mitch. we don't really want to have them in that conversation. Like I, agree. I don't know, man. It was just it was just kind of wild. Like I I don't know. He's been he's been kind of like swinging, just swinging these days, like random. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, like low key. <laughs> I think it's because he's getting because Berman and Berman Berman specifically has been hitting him with the kids question every post game for like a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that I mean that that goes back though to, to obviously what, you know, a lot of these calls and, and how you've been discussing how, you know, it's all this sort of ecosystem of like content creation as well as I don't know, you know, it's like if we're curious, they're curious and so on, and like it just like bounces around. But um exactly. yo, the the one last thing, 'cause I wanna I, I wanna keep it moving for you. Obviously I'm not trying to like take over, but um, I just wanted to call this out because I remember midway through the third quarter, Clyde and Mike Breen were both like talking like, um, oh, you know, like the ball will always move better when you don't have in your main guy kind of like, you know, in reference to Julius obviously being out as we've, as we've discussed. But, um, you know, I just, I didn't get that, man, because the thing was like, it's like all love to Mello, you know, like I, I got nothing but love for Mello, but at the end of the day, like, if we didn't have J kid, like there's just like all these other factors where it's like mellow never really fully like put us on some extra, extra level. And that's, you know, like, so be it. Right. But they're talking about it as if it was like a positive thing of like, Oh, but you know, when you have mellow in, obviously your assists are going to be down. It's like, no, we're trying to play team ball. Like why, oh, yeah. like, why, why are we putting them up as if it's like, Oh, well we're missing Julius. So of course they're going to move the ball. It's like, isn't that the goal to just be moved? Like that's just good basketball on just the most principal level. Like, yeah, I, it was, I don't know. I'm like, you know, obviously Clyde's the God, like, Nothing I, I, against him, but I feel like he's trying to play like the company man role. I mean, you know what? Clyde, I'm not gonna say yeah, that that's fair. That's, because Clyde has been pretty. That's fair. I mean, because Clyde all season has been pointing out how bad our ball movement have been. He's, yeah, he's, and he's been pointing that's, out how we're definitely. in the lower echelon in the league in assist. So, so yeah. And so I mean, so I he knows what's up. He honestly right, knows. Right. Like, so he knows it has to be better. He's online too. He's like online. <laughs> exactly. So I know he knows. They'll be up. calling out tweets and stuff. And yo, shout out to Clyde so fly by the way, just randomly. But Absolutely. They'll do that. Like I, like they know what's good. So. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, but, it, all right, man. Appreciate appreciate the time and all that, obviously. Uh, all right, man. Appreciate you. Shout out to my guy, Alex. If you didn't know, Alex is, is start, he's helping me out with some of the graphics sometimes. So, like, this OB topping graphic, he helped me make that So and um this morning. So, and also, he's been helping me a little bit with the IG graphics, like the new, the cool new IG graphics where it's like the, the two tone colors. The, yeah, that's Alex. So shout out to my guy, Alex. And, ho- and hopefully, he'll we'll be revealing some other work soon, Alex, once we get um, that project off the ground. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully, that comes out soon. All right. Shout out to my guy, Alex. Uh, next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. What up? <laughs> you you know I had to call it. You today. already know. I already you know. You know I had to call in after this game. <laughs> you know I had to call in after this game. Absolutely. Look, let me explain why this game was so important. Let me explain. Do you think the fact that we were, we we said we not nicked for clicks after this one because you know the story would have been spinning that of course the Heat bounced back. After two love, two tough losses, they got it together to beat the Knicks. Nah, we ain't here. We ain't here for that. Nope. We ain't here for that. Not only did we come, not only did we win, we came back and we beat them with the youth. The youth. We beat them with the G with our G League team, and I don't even want to say that because these guys can ball. It's not like they're a bunch of scrubs. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not here for none of. The, I'm not going to even entertain none of the negative, the foolery, all of that stuff. Nah. Tibby Tib, Tibby Tibbin. But right now we talking about Absolutely. we talking about the youth them. Talking about the Udem, let's go. <laughs> look, this this was a good look. Me and Reaper was chopping up on on Twitter, uh, I think like two games ago, and Grimes was you know we was concerned about Grimes because he just looked like he was nursing the knee, like he looked like he wasn't confident. Uh, Grimes said saying. he must have read it. Said Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Pass me the ball. I'm scoring. Facts. Pass me the ball. I'm scoring. McBride, he heard you. Say be confident. Bet Jails, I got you. Wow. Uh, hold that. <laughs> look. This was a great game. It was because it was against the Heat, especially one of the tough teams in the one of the tough teams in the East. Mm-hmm. And we were in their house. I don't even know when was the last time we beat them in their house, and we did. Man, they owned us for it. so long. I can't. I don't even know. Exactly. Though. I, I, I I didn't even count this as a win in my head. I was like, all right, Heat, most likely a loss. Cool, whatever. It is what it is. It's the kids. The end of the season. Whatever. I'm. I'm. I'm when lose a draw, I just want to put up a fight. I want to see RJ put up my numbers, and and that's it. We won. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I felt. Yeah, we won. We won. We took that W. You know they're crying in the car. You know it. After they done fighting, they're going to be crying in the car. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Break, man. You know what's crazy, too? I was watching I was watching something on YouTube. And I was watching. Uh, no, I clicked the heat fight because that was the thing that was going on. And, and some ESPN guys was talking about the heat fight. And then it was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Heat, the Heat, this fight is going to make them better. Um, and you know what? They play the Nets on Saturday, so the Nets better, you know. So the Nets probably going to have to get their best punch. And I'm sitting here listening to them talking about it. I'm going, wait a minute. The Knicks game is Friday. They just skipped over us and talked straight to about the Knicks, like the Knicks win was a foregone conclusion. And then we come into Miami and whoop that ass. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Yo, shout out to JT, man. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right. And, yo, I'm going to just let you guys know, if you like the show, so please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And, um, listen, we here after every game. I'm here after every game, win, lose, or draw, talking Knicks basketball. Um, We had a guy. We had a we had Misha. Misha. Oh, we, the, the call dropped. Okay. The caller dropped. All right, well. Oh, Misha's back? All right, cool. Misha is back. The only other person I really want to talk about was Mitchell Robinson. I think I talked my stuff. Taz Gibson is hitting corner threes now. Yo, I think I saw some, heard some weird stat where Taz Gibson. Let me see if I can look, look up the cleaning the glass stat. It's, it's shooting 50% from three. I'm about to look up the stats right now from cleaning the glass. But while I'm looking that up, Misha, let us know where you're from and what do you, what do you want to talk about. I'm from Brooklyn, chilling out here in Georgia, watching the game. Okay. Man, I am so, Let's go. I'm happy right now. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, I can't. Thank you for taking my call first, though. Absolutely. And I love your show. I love your show. I watch it all the time. You know, you keep it real. You keep it 100. And that's what I love about your show. I appreciate it, man. I mean, I mean listen, I appreciate any woman that's going to call into the show because you are the second woman to call into the show. So, no chance for you. Bring more, all right? <laughs> You know, I had I had to represent. I had to Gassy. represent. I'm serious. Gassy. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm just get this out real quick, so you can go ahead and do your thing because you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, these kids, they all got talent. Absolutely. They all they. When I tell you, they blend well together, Listen. and they got talent. The chemistry is off the chain. Facts. And I think the organization is slowing these kids down because they don't want their stats, their stops to go up too fast. Mm-hmm. I think they're riding them slow. That's what I think. I don't think that they don't want to play them. Yes, they want to play them, but I think they know what they got. And I think they're trying to move them slowly. That's mm-hmm. what I think is going on. You know, at the same time, Tibbs is a knucklehead. He needs to play these kids. Definitely does. <laughs> Definitely does, man. Tell that. Tell that man play them kids. Why does kids? Why does he kids say to, children? I don't get it. But go ahead, keep going, keep cooking. Yeah, he he needs to play these kids because and Sims Sims is a beast. And having Ted, um having um Taj out there with him is a great idea because Taj helped him play defense and Obi helps him play defense. They play together, and I really appreciate. You know, him letting Sims play because Sims knows how to play. He knows how to shoot. I watched them over the summer during the summer league, Mm -hmm. and they were that team during the summer league was a beast. And that's who beat the Miami Heat tonight. And I am so excited about our future. That's all I got to say. I agree with you. (laughs) All right, yo, shout out to Georgia in the building, the Georgia Peach Misha calling in for the show, holding it down for the ladies. Thank you for calling in. He says, Tibbs is holding the kids back. Kids is holding. Listen, I don't know if it's about the stock. I just feel like Tibbs is like, he he, he just really likes veterans, man. He just really, he, he has his trust in veterans so bad. Like, it's, I saw somebody put up a perfect meme before. And it was like, was it Reaper? I don't know who it was on Twitter. I wish I remember. But it was a picture of Linus with a blanket. And Linus, and next to Linus, it said Tibbs. And next to the blanket, it said veterans. The blanket is Tibbs security blanket. The veterans are Tibbs security blanket. And I'm not sure he's ready to really let that go. You know what I mean? Because in all honesty, if the kids are better, it's going to help this organization that much more because we look better if the kids are better with the veterans. And... That means there's more value within the organization. That means more people will be attracted to coming here. That also means bigger styles, stars. When the bigger stars are are disgruntled, they'll want to point to the Knicks as a play as a destination because we have more talent here. So they have every incentive to have them here and have them be good. But I just, I, I just Tibbs, Tibbs just Tibbs just be tipping, man. He just stuck in his ways. And not to say that coaches the kids is a bad coach. I just uh, Ryan G said it best. Tibbs is a good coach, but he not he might not be the best coach for this team in particular because I feel like he might be more comfortable just coaching a bunch of veterans. And the thing is with Tibbs, I think he's he's perfect for teaching the kids habits. He's perfect for teaching them the correct way to play defense. He's perfect for like teaching them how to fight and teaching them the fundamentals and how to build things from the ground up. He's good for that. But confidence building, um, minutes get minutes building, uh, uh, seeing the bigger picture, uh, offensive continuity. Those are the things that Tibbs has to advance on, and that's why I feel like a lot of people want him to go. But salute to you, Misha, and thank you for calling in. Woo, what a great show. I, I I had so much fun. So much fun, man. Best, yo. And shout out to Mitchell Robinson. Shout out to Mitchell Robinson. It was a game time decision today. And came in and gave us, like, man, seven offensive rebounds. 
on the night from Mitchell Robinson in 20 something minutes. Like I was actually scared. The 19, 19 minutes and 29 seconds, Mitch Robinson gave you 11 points, seven offensive rebounds, zero defensive rebounds, which is a weird stat. But when Bam is in the game, like I don't know if we would have survived without Mitch, man. Mitch is Mitch is because Bam has taken Mitch to school the first subsequent years, but this year Mitch has gotten a lot better, and he was killing them on the offensive rebounds to the point where they didn't know what to do with this kid. Like, they really didn't. So when people are talking about, um, you know, Mitch can't play well against big centers, he's done well against he's done well against Bam. He's done well against uh, uh, um, the dude from the, the Hawks, Capella. He's done well against a, a bunch of centers. Now, he, he still gets killed by Jokic, but Mitch is still a good guy. He's still a good, a, a good center, man. And he's still young, and there's more ways for him to go. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, man. I'm gonna wrap this show up. Thank you guys for talk for rocking with me. Uh, shout out to picks for Timmy. Did I hear? Did, did I hear somebody on the line or am I bugging? But shout out to you guys knocking. Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to picks for Timmy. Shout out for Don Hines. Shout out to Prezi the boss. Shout out to the people in the chat. Emma M. Morris, Alexander, Be Civilized, Joseph Ross. Everybody's rocking with the KOT show, man. Salute to you guys. That is our show. I'm going to just tell you right now where to follow us on social media, all right? Follow us. Listen, go on and follow us on Twitter at The KOT Show. You can follow us on Instagram at The Nick of Time Show as well. You can also follow us on Facebook. Check out that last article on nickatimeshow.com by my guy Ken. Also, listen to us on all, on all podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Also, if you want your KOT snapback, Get it in blue and orange and black. Get it in blue and orange and black and white at nickatimeshow.com slash catalog. I'm sure my man Fritz, the best mind in the game, is putting all that information up in the chat. All right? That is our show. Shout out to Larry Techno. I'll see you, my guy. And as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, Knicks Nation, and a mess out here for South Beach. All right, that is our show. We are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.